You are now entering season three of Nick and Mello's Hyperspace. My name is Nick, and my favorite arc of the Clone Wars is the Siege of Mandalore. And I'm Carmelo, and I don't know if it's my favorite, but the one that really hits me, the arc that really hits me is the Battle of Umbara. I just didn't know that animation could do something that dramatic. It's just really incredible. In our journeys through hyperspace, we examine everything and anything Star Wars from the point of view of two lifelong fans, one young and one old, who came together through the will of the Force. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Clone Wars. Um, we are both gigantic fans of animated Star Wars, and in our very first season, did a show on Rebels. And as we were putting season three together, we thought, I think it's time. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time to do to Long do, overdue. Uh, Clone Wars. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we are releasing it on the week that Clone Wars was released 15 years ago. Um, is it what eight, October third of two thousand and eight? October third, first episode right. premiered. Yep. Um, so it's very exciting to be releasing this on the day of the anniversary, at the beginning of our third season. Um, so it's just I'm I'm Carmelo's tickled. It's it, quite fun. This is the first thing when you said fifteen years, it actually made me feel a little old. That, that's <laughs> a, I was like, wow, I remember where I was when I first watched it. So it's uh, maybe we need maybe we need to change the paragraph to. One not so young, one old. <laughs> maybe, maybe so. <laughs> not there that's yet. Not crazy, there yet. crazy to not think it's been yet. fifteen years. That's that's uh, mind blowing. Nick, can you can you tell us about sort of like your first exposure or your first experience with Clone Wars? Yeah, we had very different ones. We did. Um, I was thirteen years old when the Clone Wars came out, the movie, and then the show right after. Um, I didn't see the movie in theaters. And at that point, I hadn't seen any Star Wars movie in theaters. I'd waited till they came on home release, um, DVD or VHS. Right. Um, and uh, I, it was kind of my first time where I felt like I was a part of it because, like I said, I didn't get to go to the theater. So being there, watching the premiere and watching, kind of keeping up with the show as it was coming out was kind of cool. I wasn't really the biggest fan, though. I didn't hate it, but I didn't really. I knew Star Wars had ended at that point. I was kind of hoping for more movies. Like I said, I didn't really hate the show, but my younger brother watched it. I kind of watched it with him. He was kind of the target audience for the show. Uh, I was, like I said, 13, so I was a little older maybe. And um, first couple seasons, I was like, eh, it's okay. Star Wars at least. And then maybe, <laughs> I don't know what point, I don't remember what point, but I guess it was third, maybe fourth season where I was like, oh, this show's really good. This is really cool. And I just, I got really invested in it and looked at it in a whole different light. So yeah, this is an interesting journey. And I can't believe it's been 15 years since all that. I know, I know. I um like you I I remember hearing about the release of the film but not being interested enough to go see it. I was an adult. <laughs> um and I I just sort of thought, well, maybe it's going to be a little too kiddy for me. And so I I didn't go. I was not I didn't start watching Clone Wars until it showed up on Netflix. Hmm. Um, when they released season six of Clone Wars, which was all on Netflix, uh, they included all of the Clone Wars from the first five five seasons. And I remember the time thinking, oh, I should I should give it a try. <laughs> um, I don't remember I don't remember if I, I I don't remember what I saw first, but I remember being blown away. I remember mm -hmm. starting to watch this and thinking, whoa, this is something you know 
I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless about <laughs> Clone Wars. Um, I thought it was something that you would watch and then forget about it. Um, and it was not. Mm-hmm. It really was not. Um, I remember thinking, Nick, when I was watching probably season three or season four, I was thinking, okay, this was what I was hoping the prequels were like. Mm. My issue with the prequels mostly, and this is, it's a really interesting thing, is that it's so focused on Anakin that we forget the world of Star Wars. Mm. And I love Clone Wars because we get to understand the galaxy in ways we had not with the original trilogy. Um, And so it was just marvelous seeing this whole world of Jedi, the Jedi Order, Coruscant, bounty hunters, clones, and sort of getting to know so much about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I quickly became very, very much enamored um, of the show once I started watching it. But I was very late. I was very late to it. So I want to ask you this question because uh, I know when we first met and we were becoming friends, you had mentioned that Ahsoka was your favorite character in all of Star Wars. Yes. Um, you know, she took took won your heart, and you've been a diehard since then. What what point did she become your favorite character? I did not watch the movie before watching the show. Okay. So even though we are introduced to Ahsoka in the movie, I did not know that movie until much later, until much, much later. I have probably seen three or four seasons of Clone Wars before. Um, I didn't have the typical arc of, of older males of finding Ahsoka um, annoying or anything like that. I always found her like a good antidote to Anakin. Mm. Um, and so I always enjoyed her because she was, because there were things that were similar to Anakin, like the impatience and the stubbornness of, of her. But there were other things that, that she was in a way sort of the conscience of Anakin. And I really liked that from the very beginning. I, I have never not liked her. Right. <laughs> I have always... I have always found her a fascinating character um, and she is still my favorite character in Star Wars. That's that's interesting. By far, by yeah. far. I love for her, but I didn't really dislike her either. She was just there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember my wife made this point when we watched Rebels. Uh, she felt like uh, Ezra's journey was her first kind of full experience of somebody becoming a Jedi. Ah. Uh, she said like, you know, I watched the original trilogy, but to me it was kind of, happened so quick we really didn't get to see all of luke right. becoming a jedi right uh, they had to skip around and cut corners she said you know ezra was the first one i felt like i got to watch become a jedi right. and i kind of felt that way with ahsoka she was the one i really got to watch yes she was the first one i got to see grow as a character and become yes. a more competent jedi um and i think you know i rewatched a lot of the clone wars as rebels was coming out and we saw ahsoka and rex and other characters pop up so i had to go revisit a lot of those episodes and forgot a lot of things but seeing her and Rebels kind of made me like, wow, we really have spent a lot of time with her. And oh, she yes. has grown, and not just physically, but like maturity. You know, she's a whole different person. Yes. So it's, it's cool to see that journey yes. unfold. Yes. And it is it is interesting because I've seen it. I probably have seen Clone Wars like four times, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many episodes that I have seen again and again and again. And because I teach the Star Wars class, there are some that I see every semester. Um, so I don't, I don't know if it's really four times or more or less, but somewhere in there. 
Um, but it's been just wonderful as I revisit the show, the different worlds that we get to see, the world of the bounty hunters, the world of pirates. Like we didn't know about pirates before. And it's yes. so fun having pirates um in Star Wars. Um I'm right now watching re-watching Resistance. And it's really, I'm really enjoying the pirates this time. Um, in a way that at the beginning I just thought they they felt like filler. And now this is the this is the third time I watch Resistance. So it, it's really nice to see the pirates. But the pirates start in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. That's that's so when they... we first get them. Mm-hmm. Um and as I said before. You know, getting to see the whole Jedi Order and the mechanism of it and how it works and the younglings and the Padawans and the Jedi Knights and the Jedi Masters, which is something that we sort of knew a little bit about in the in the um, in the prequel trilogy. But in Clone Wars, you get I mean, we get to go like build lightsabers (laughs) in Clone Wars. And so there's just so much that sort of fills in the blanks. Of so many things about Star Wars, and and so I'm I'm not only do I love the show, but I'm very grateful for the ability that the show had for letting us know how the world works. I, I appreciated that as well. I appreciated kind of learning how Jedi became Jedi, mm-hmm. where do they come from, mm-hmm. how do they just determine who's a Jedi, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's why when we can talk about some our favorite characters. Uh, Plo Koon became one of my interesting yeah. characters of the show. Oh yeah. It was yeah. a, you know, had no speaking lines in the prequel films, but becomes a pretty important character in the in the Clone Wars and very interesting and fascinating guy. Uh, well, Kuhn was uh, Filoni's one of F- Filoni's favorite characters. He was, yes. So, um, so he certainly has speaking lines in Clone Wars. He does. <laughs> he does. So it's, it's really quite wonderful that he becomes a, a much more important person in it. Yeah, and uh, is a. Um, Voiced by James Arnold Taylor, also the voice of Obi Wan Kenobi. Right. I had no idea until you and I went to C two E two, and he he did the voice, and I was like, "Oh, I never yes. did that." Yes, yes, yes. I never caught that. I don't know why, but I just <laughs> never did. It was really cool. Yeah, the the only that's it's interesting. I had not thought about that. It's it's this is the show where we start getting some really established voice actors that are going to be with Star Wars for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's is you know we still have Bad Batch season three coming up, mm-hmm. and so we have clones that you know have been there since the beginning in Clone Wars, um, and those voice actors are still around doing doing work for Star Wars. So it's it's really quite exciting. It's really mm-hmm. quite exciting. That's that's fun too. You mentioned um, the Siege of Mandalore. Are there other moments in Clone Wars that you? are particularly attached to yeah um i think a few that i've really that stick out to me is anytime we get to spend time with clones um and i really have affinity for the clones they're um, incredible um i really enjoy the uh, the embark even though it's heartbreaking <laughs> i enjoy that one yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one that i really enjoy it's a two-parter it's about a domino squad um, oh yes they're, they're running through the training simulation and having to work as a team yeah I just really love that one, and that's yeah. that's where we get introduced to a lot of the clones that everybody loves, uh, Fives and Echo, and um, all kinds of uh, all kinds of people that would be in the five hundred first. Um, you know, and I enjoy some arcs with Ahsoka, uh, especially her her probably her most pivotal one, and the one where she leaves the Jedi Order is great. 
Um, just a lot of, I feel like I've tell people all the time, like you could just jump in. You don't really need a whole lot of context. You can just jump in and watch three or four episodes and that's all you really need to know. Um, and yeah. it's a really good about Bennett kind of being much in a much larger world, but also being self-contained at the same time. Yes. It's yes. an easy, easy entry point. I think for a lot of people that want to get into star Wars animation, or maybe just want to get into star Wars TV, that's an easy point to just jump in, find something you enjoy and just kind of watch that. Uh-huh. I have, you know, in my, in my multiple viewings, I have really enjoyed many of the ones with Padme. Oh, um, yeah. Because it's really fun to see other facets of her as a senator. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost like a spy. She does a lot of espionage. She does. Um, in, in a lot of the things. So it's, it's, um, there's a little bit of a Nancy Drew, um, Agatha Christie in, in Padme that I, that I really enjoy. I just, I just really love those. You mentioned clones. When I was writing my book, I, uh, after I had finished the manuscript, I found this wonderful quote from Filoni saying that um, veterans were really attracted to clones because in Star Wars, the stormtroopers, the soldiers are bad. Are the, mm-hmm. They're the baddies. And so one of the things that many veterans really appreciate about Clone Wars is that these soldiers... <laughs> Setting aside Order sixty six, yes. <laughs> uh, these these soldiers are are good. These these are these are the righteous soldiers doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really quite wonderful to have the galaxy far far away that is so much focused on war, having soldiers that are not the bad guys. That these are these are the actual good guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I found it really interesting. That that I am not a veteran, so this is not something that I relate to. But it was it was really quite wonderful and quite touching to realize that um, Star Wars fans who are veterans are very much attracted to to the clones because of that righteousness um, really cool. in the way that they are presented in the show, um, and that's 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 nice. That's that is really nice. nice. I could see the the appeal too. Um, you know, they they are they're way more humanized in this show than they ever were in the prequels. And yes. you really, I think it was brilliant just from an animated standpoint, besides, you know, they all have the same face, but given them distinct personalities, shaved heads, tattoos, mm-hmm. you know, slightly different color hair. I mean, it's, it's brilliant. And even the and, way they paint like the, their helmets, they do things right. with their helmets. So, right. It's so just a brilliant sort way. Sort of these, um, that's, that's really quite wonderful. Yeah, 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 and I think everybody has their favorite clone, and you could probably ask ten people; they may give you ten different answers. That's uh, how probably that's probably. how awesome they are. Uh, no, they're the the clones are are something very special. Yeah. They really are something very special, and and their episodes are really quite great. When oh, yeah. I teach my Star Wars class, the students are just in love with the clones, in like, love with the clones, even the ones it, that have never seen Clone Wars. Hmm. Interesting. They, they start watching it and they're like, whoa, the clones. Let's talk about the clones. <laughs> hey, Haley, first time we watched Clone Wars, um, we watched Rebels first and then we watched Clone Wars because I was more of a fan of Rebels. But right. when we watched Clone Wars um, or when we watched Rebels, she wasn't, she liked Rex and Wolf and Gregor. But then when we watched Clone Wars, she grew a greater appreciation for them. Mm-hmm. And in Clone Wars, every time a clone was about to die, she got mad. <laughs> she would wince and 
uh, and she's like, am I going to be mad at this episode? Or uh, the Ambara arc was <laughs> the Ambara arc was a very difficult. Oh, one. that's it's a hard one. It's a hard one to watch. She, she was uh, that was a rough one for her to get through. Yeah. Um, she she wanted to take out Prong Krell herself. So. <laughs> oh. He it made was, me. Uh, he's a he's a bully, and bullies make me very angry. So uh, another highlight one that I enjoy, just because of you know I enjoy connections in Star Wars and things that uh, show up later. Um, Waxer and Boyle when they are in Ryloth and they run into the little girl uh, Numa, and then and later in the Rebels, uh, Cham Sandula has a resistance of uh, Twi'leks, and uh, one of them is Numa, and she has yes. their she has their symbol on their her shoulder blade and. Uh, it's really yes. cool. I just enjoy that really small yes. moment, but I love that arc in in Clone Wars where these two clones have to deal with this little girl. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that was really quite wonderful. Really, I think quite that's uh, I think that's season one actually. If I'm not, is that really? It's very one? early. Wow. I think it's. Okay. I think I remember it being pretty early. I thought it was okay. later. Okay. But uh, yeah, that was a really good one about prejudice and um, overcoming. You know that it was really cool. No, it's 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 a great one, and it's one of the things that I loved about Clone Wars, and why I kept mentioning it in my book because we we this is this is the first really long arc of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. We had the original trilogy, we had the prequel trilogy, but this is the time where, you know, on a weekly basis, for years <laughs> between two thousand and eight and twenty twenty, not every not every week, but you know what, you could catch my drift. Mm -hmm. um we get this really beautiful long detailed arc of what it means to live in the galaxy but also what it means to live at war mm -hmm. um and how it affects all sorts of people from from senators to marginal people in the underworld of coruscant to planets that are in the outer rim to the soldiers to you know just everybody everybody and i i love i love that we are allowed to see all of that it just makes the world richer one thing i want to talk about briefly is um last few years we've gotten a lot of great books that take place during the clone wars at the start yeah. of the clone wars yeah. and they've kind of shed some new light and it made me think about some of the older episodes and um two that i want to point out one i'm currently reading rise of the red blade and uh, brotherhood by mike chin which is the obi-wan and anakin story yes um, those two books, they're kind of, they kind of really give me like a new perspective on how the Jedi were during that time. Um, how like in those books, they talk about a lot of Jedi are passing away and like their numbers are depleting. And uh, that comes to the point where they don't even have enough teachers to teach the children of the future. So right. they have to get, you know, people that may not be ready to be teachers teaching these people or right. these young kids and then right. having Jedi that are probably not ready to be a Jedi Knight, but they're out of necessity they have to be and i can't remember the jedi's name it's in one episode i want to say it's the lair of grievous okay. um it's kit fisto and clones and another jedi who i always forget his name but he's only in that one episode but he he's a newly jedi knight and he messes up on the mission it cost him his life and oh, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. makes me think a lot like you know if he was matured and nurtured and uh, given guidance like he was supposed to that may not have happened right and uh he was one of many jedi that happened to and um kind of a kind of just a very sad time for jedi in general even though we get to see them do a lot of good for the galaxy yeah in the clone wars it just kind of makes the complexity of war more apparent than we we get to see in the movies 
And you're right. It's really interesting how in recent times we've gotten quite a bit of fiction set during the Clone Wars. That's really quite nice. That's really quite nice. Um, I recently read um, um, Yoda Dark Rendezvous, mm. which is a, an old novel, an older novel, but it's also set in the Clone Wars. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. I, I read it just because I was sort of curious. Um, and I ended up really liking it as a wonderful Clone Wars novel. It's it's one that I highly, highly recommend. I'm actually adding it to the list of novels for my students to read in class cool. because I think it's is really it's really quite nice. Nick, I think it would be really nice to talk a little bit about sort of the legacy. We've talked a little bit about it, but it would be really nice to sort of spend the the last part of our of our episode talking a little bit about the legacy of 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 Clone Wars, sort of like what it starts, what it triggers, what it creates, um, mm -hmm. what it sort of opens the doors to. I don't know if you want to say a few things and then I'll Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, it's it's a little different. Um, you know, because I, I came into Star Wars literally at the end of the prequel trilogy. Revenge of the Sith was the first movie I watched. So right. uh, then I went back and watched all the films. But uh, and then once the, you know, I watched all the movies, I was like, man, that's it. That's all we got. And then... <laughs> Once the Clone Wars came out and I, I grew a fan <clears> for it, it was like, at the time, it was the only Star Wars coming out. Like now we have, we're we're really blessed with all the different shows and movies and books and comics that we get. Yeah, uh, we are, we're in a golden age. Yeah, we're, we're you know, we're wealthy with Star Wars stories. Back then, we're spoiled. Really, we were very spoiled. <laughs> Back then, it was Clone Wars, really, for me, especially for somebody who didn't have uh, a disposable income where I could go purchase books and comics. So for me, it's it's a fondness of sharing something with my brother that we really bonded over and really enjoyed as kids yeah um, and then like you said it's set the stage for so much of what we watch now and so much of the content we have not just the books that we've talked about but uh, right tv series you know mandalorian heavily relies on this what was set up in the clone wars yes. bo-katan's very big part of the clone wars yes um, book of boba fett cad bane showing up he's yep. a very big part of the clone wars Right, uh, and of course, we wouldn't have Rebels or Bad Batch without what the Clone Wars uh, set out to be. So, um, it's not my favorite thing in Star Wars, but it's certainly I respect it. And for a lot of people, it was kind of their introduction to Star Wars. Just yes, uh, like my younger brother and uh, a lot of people his age, that was their that was their Star Wars because that was on all the time, and it right. was what was new and what was happening. For for me, for me, it was the introduction to animation to Star Wars animation. Mm -hmm. um, they they had done the the Ewoks animated show in the eighties and the Droid show, but I I never saw those, and so this is sort of a a restart like a rebooting of animated Star Wars that in a way is the stepping stone for Rebels. It's the stepping stone for Bad Batch. Um, it's the stepping stone for Resistance, um, and so it's really quite wonderful to to have Clone Wars as the beginning of an animated Star Wars legacy that continues to today. Like this is not stopped. This they they continue making Tales of the Jedi. Oh yeah, forgot about that. Tales of the Jedi is like it is like the grandchild of the Clone Wars. <laughs> right. The grandchild of the Clone Wars. Um oh, and those are six marvelous episodes. Six yeah, marvelous yeah. episodes. They and so it's incredible. really I'm sorry. So they all look incredible too. No, they're they're just amazing. But it all started with Clone Wars, right? And so it's it's really wonderful 
not 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 only as you say sort of like this is the legacy for all the storytelling that's going to happen later but it is also the legacy of of animated star wars of creating animation for telling stories in star wars um and you know i i know that starting with the mandalorian there's this whole idea about now everybody wants their animated characters to go into live action they change something is different when you do live action uh, telling stories in live action and telling stories in animation are, are really quite different. We could do a whole episode on that um, because it's 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 just different storytelling. It really mm -hmm. is different storytelling, and so i i love I love that we have live action. Don't 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 anybody who is listening get me wrong, um, but there is something different about telling stories in animation, mm -hmm. and Clone Wars figured it out. Yeah. Uh, figured it out and then continued it on in Rebels and then later Bad Batch and something as recent as Tales of the Jedi. Um, and so it's that's to, to me, that's a really important legacy. Really yeah. important legacy. I have to agree. I don't think, you know, me and my wife talk about it all the time. The things we talk about when we talk about Star Wars, it's usually Clone Wars, Rebels, Bad Batch. That's our, that's our comfort stuff. That's the stuff we watch over and over We'll watch occasionally we'll watch a movie or some of the live action shows, but like those those are where our favorite characters come from. That's where it's, some of our favorite moments, yeah. like the, the moments that get me emotional most of the time are in animation. Uh, this morning in preparation for this, I watched the last four episodes of season five mm. when Ahsoka is framed and um, and then she leaves the order and all of that stuff. And I cried like a baby this morning my eyes were red such a good show. i'm not gonna cry now because i got over it but <laughs> i was so i was so broken up and shaken up emotionally shaken up by an animated show um and so it, it's really quite beautiful i agree with you when i go back to star wars here in my house my tendency is to go to the animated show here. Um, I, I, some of the movies I adore, but but I lean towards the animated shows. I really, I really, really do. Um, I want to um, point out something very quickly that I, I'm, I'm a music junkie, and Kevin Kiner um, has done the music for all of Clone Wars, for all of Rebels, Bad for Batch. all of Bad Batch. Um, and I'm really, really happy that he's doing the music for the live action Ahsoka mm. because it's his legacy. Yeah. Uh, he's the, he, he did all that music. He should be doing that. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very, very happy that, that, um, that he's doing it. And so it's really quite wonderful also to have a legacy, a music legacy. When we think of music in Star Wars, we always think of John Williams. But I would like people to start thinking of Ken Kiner as well. Yeah. Um, because he he's done marvelous things, um, very different things from what from yeah. what John William does, but I think equally effective. Um, the music for Order sixty six in the last episodes of season seven, I listen to that music all the, the time. It's just like it's just so incredibly dramatic um, and so well articulated to the sort of emotional conflicts of the many characters that are sort of going through. Order sixty six at the end of season seven. It, it just he's 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 wonderful. He's good. I, 
I would like to meet him, you know? There's some people that I don't really need to meet. Like, I, 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 I don't know what I would say to Filoni, sort of like, thank you. But with Kevin Kiner, <laughs> I could have a conversation. I yeah. could, like, I, I would be, I, I have so many questions. <laughs> um, maybe we I, should get him, if we could get him on the show, that would be awesome. Oh, that'd be fun. I, we'll I'll say, uh, I'm not famous been, yet, so so famous people don't talk to me yet. <clears throat> <clears throat> I, I've been listening to the Bad Batch soundtracks, and uh, man, I love them. They're so intense, and they he's got a wide variety of like emotional moments, and then oh, it's fun action. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Indiana Jones or yeah. um, you know, '80s action movie kind of music too. That's so fun, uh, and I, I constantly find myself humming the Bad Batch theme. And I, I just love that theme so much. That's one of my favorite things in all of Star Wars. It's and I love I, I, the the sort of dance music, like the club music that he creates for the for all yeah. the bars. It's just so much fun. It's, it's just so so, fun. so different. I mean, it's so cool. Yes, it 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 really is. It really is. So, Nick, any final thoughts as we wrap up our episode? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, we covered pretty much most of it. I just. Just want to gloat about how much I love this series and how much we love Star Wars animation and so many great characters and we're getting to see them expand to you know books and comics and now TV live action and curious to see if we're when when we'll see these characters again and yeah, what yeah, form. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never really want to go away from them, but you know we'll see. <laughs> sometimes you have to. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Sometimes you have to. I love I love how Clone Wars is almost like the kernel, and then from there all of these things sort of grow out. Because, you know, we had five seasons on Cartoon Network, one season on Netflix, one season on Disney+. Plus. You can really see the difference yeah, of can. how the show grows mm-hmm. between, you know, Ambush, the first, the very first episode, to, um, to Order 66 and its aftermath in the, in the end of season seven. So it is, you know, it's 12 years of animation. Yeah. Um, and so the show sort of grows with Star Wars, which I really mm-hmm. like. Thank you, Nick. This was this was, was a great idea. This was this was Nick's idea of doing a show in Clone Wars. So thank you so much because it is an important show, and the word legacy is an important word for Clone Wars. Clone Wars created a legacy of storytelling and a legacy of animation. So. It, it really saved Star Wars in a lot of ways. Kept the fandom going when yeah. we didn't have anything else. And yeah. I think we'll never forget it because of that. I created a new generation. That too, yes. A new generation of Star Wars fans. So, um, all right. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, audience. Thank you. May the force be with everybody.